Well, the Stay Healthy Experience, uh, Robert Ferguson right here with my main man, Mr. Daniel Baldwin and Barbara Chris. Now, we're excited today because we have a longtime friend, mm-hmm. model, entrepreneur, philanthropist, someone, Daniel, who I've been wanting you to meet. Same for you, Barbara, yes. for a very long time. And I'm so thankful that you made time for us, Katarina. Of course. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Now, do you have any idea what we're going to talk about, Daniel, as far as with Katarina? I thought we were going to talk about the significance of Abraham Lincoln's hands on the Lincoln Memorial. Well, you know, we can start there. That's right. You wanted to teach us something. So we were talking about different (laughs) signs and so on. And I asked the question, what are the significance of Abraham Lincoln's hands on the famous Lincoln Memorial? Oh, like this on the arm. I have no idea. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Well, of course, you know the statue in Washington I'm talking about. Yes. So unbeknownst to the French sculptor who was making this, Mm -hmm. this famous iconic Lincoln Memorial statue. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln was the first president of the United States to allocate money for schools for the deaf. So without permission, and nowhere will you find this written unless you look on the internet to find it, Hmm. he shaped his fingers sitting on the chair AL in sign language as homage to Lincoln for sending this money for these special schools. So Abraham Lincoln is signing AL. So when deaf people come and see, they go, and they realize that he's sending out the letters. Nice. Wow, that's a great story. Thank you for that. You changed my life with that. (laughs) (laughs) The impact you have. Yep. I'm here for you. Well, 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 Katarina, do us a favor and share with these guys and those who are watching and listening in a little bit about your background. Yes. Gosh, where to begin, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Born and raised in Slovakia, former Czechoslovakia, came Mm -hmm. to the United States in 1998 the greatest 90s. <laughs> uh, you know, and I slowly made my way up here, I guess I could say, right, in the entertainment industry. Started literally from the floor, as people say. Mm-hmm. I used to clean homes as an immigrant. Uh, I passed out flyers. I work in a restaurant where I was abused, pretty much. And, you know, slowly I kept going and kept going, and I met so many amazing, amazing Americans, many wonderful people. Mm-hmm who were there to help me and uh, pulled me somewhat up to where I am today. I mean, the story is so long. Today I own a media company, digital media company. And, you know, I used to model, but honestly, I just had fun with modeling. I don't consider myself as a uh, successful model, as you like to pitch me sometimes. (laughs) Thank you. And um, that's what I do today. I have a digital media company, and I'm a hardcore vegan. I like to promote a plant-based lifestyle because I truly believe in it. Mm -hmm. And I also like to talk about uh, the breast implants because I think that's something uh, it's very hard to research, and we'll talk about it more Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. in a minute, so I don't want to jump the gun. Um, And what else? What else would you want to know? I don't know, but I'm just trying to envision... I would mess my house up worse and worse and worse every day. Could you imagine Katarina showing up saying, hi, I'm from the company to come clean your house? I'd be like, what? Well, I have quite a few stories from that because Are of that. Are you kidding? Oh, I'd have been breaking stuff. Going, yeah, you got to stay for another three hours. She was like, what is going on with well, this place? I, I did. I mean, I was 22 years old and uh, I looked quite you know, pleasant, I think. (laughs) And I would have clients who would stay home and they would get naked (gasps) and hoped for something. Oh my goodness. And thank God, uh, nobody ever forced me into anything. So I was always very polite because I just need to get paid at the end. So clean my 
kitchen cabinets or whatever I had to do, and oh, I'm done. God. Thank you. Here's the chicken I left. <laughs> yeah, you know, You're like I'm out. And she's like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, nobody ever, like I said, pushed me or forced me into anything. So I have only good experiences, I would say, because. I'm a European. We're a little bit more open-minded, I think, sometimes yeah. when it comes to sex. So mm -hmm. seeing a naked man with spread You're legs, like, and hoping I'm gonna go into the jacuzzi with him is like laughable to me. I <laughs> 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 so. love it. So I should have wore the suit. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you weren't a model at the same time, were you? Like, no, 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 no. That was my very beginning when I immigrated. I had no idea what to do here. Everything was so foreign and it was a major cultural shock. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. People would have family members in picture frames. You know, I'm like, we don't frame pictures of our family members in the house. You mm -hmm. know, little things that you don't think about. Wow. I mean, I saw rows and rows of picture frames and i'm like that's so cool that they embrace family members like that or women driving behind the wheel with hot rollers and i'm like isn't she embarrassed yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah back home like you have to be always put oh, together glam, decently yeah. and you can't have bobby pins or forget uh, hot rollers in your yeah hair. that's true definitely in european yeah yeah and then you know uh, driving pets in the car like you know dog happy looking at <laughs> the window i'm like People over there have dogs on chains, you know, like, and that's completely wrong, but that's how I grew up, right? Unfortunately, that was normal back then. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it should be said that in New York when I grew up, you never ran around the house naked in front of the maid. I mean, you never, <laughs> we did not do that. That's true. That, that oh, wasn't that's part true. of the thing. But, you know, you know, I had quite few good-looking uh, um, men who I clean houses for, and they would take me on a jet ski on Sunday afternoon or did something fun, and I was able to learn about the American culture. I was able to... Um, learn about the holidays you know many uh, clients I had this older lady who loved me so much she actually put my picture in the picture frame Aww. amongst her oh, family cool. and she would take me for my first makeup shopping and you know she introduced me to the foundation that you know women wear and stuff like that and they just loved me and rooted for me and it was it was great I mean I, I can't complain I mean mm -hmm. I, I got to learn about American about Americans in general, I think so much by being in that household for a year, a year and a half, or something like that. So when That's did nice. when did someone make the comment? Obviously, you're yeah. you're cleaning this house, and they say, you know what, you would look good on a magazine cover. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's when I moved to Los Angeles because uh, I were uh, I lived in Orange County at the beginning. That's where okay. I clean homes, and then I moved to LA, and I wanted to work in the restaurant to make more money because everybody was talking about tips and right. You know, like you make so much money from tipping, basically. Mm -hmm. So I got my first job at an Austrian restaurant on the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. Oh, wow, yeah. And that's where people started telling me, because, you know, me wearing my ice cream girl hat and, <laughs> and apron and just scooping ice cream in the restaurant and stuff. And these people would be just feeding me with like, do you have a mirror home? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. Have you seen yourself? You know, and cute compliments like that. Right. And why don't you model? And I'm like, well, I'm already, first of all, 23 at that time or something yeah. like that. And I'm short. I'm not too skinny. And, you know, you have those European standards in your mind, like what right. model should look like. And then you start paying attention to other women who model. And then one of these customers in the restaurant told me once, like, how hard do you have to work to make $500 so I'm like oh that's like you know five nights 500 tips whatever you know yeah. I'm doing my math he's like imagine you could make additional 500 just for a day of work as a model 
and put it aside because yeah. you know I live from a paycheck to paycheck kind of right and it got me thinking I'm like if I could make extra 500 then I can put it aside buy a ticket yeah. go home you know and stuff like that so I ended up actually one of the customers in the restaurant he was an actor and he introduced me to a photographer mm -hmm. and, and it all kind of began there because what I love about this place here in California is mm -hmm. that when people see a potential in you they are happy to help you they are happy to offer you a helping hand and pull you somewhere mm -hmm. whereas I, I was used to growing up in the society and I love my country don't get me wrong but people drag you down they don't want to see you succeed you know mm -hmm. because they are unhappy themselves mm -hmm. and it's hard for them to be happy for others right. you know right. so to me being here those years were so significant in <coughs> shaping my uh, character I guess who right. I am today in my 40s you know simply because I saw the good in people and how yeah. people could oh. be, you know, if everybody wanted to be better and nicer and more helping others and stuff like that. And then the charities here. And I just saw the society as an amazing society. Yeah. I know people like to talk about LA as being shallow and mm -hmm. this and that. And, you know, obviously that side is there. It's entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. But I always see those everyday people, people like you, people like you. Well, mm -hmm. you're not an everyday person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but just people in general who I meet, the neighbors, and, and how amazing they are. I mean, when I was robbed uh, and everything was stolen from me and I was blackmailed, it was the Americans who came and offered me a room to stay right. and uh, extra clothes and, and stuff like so that. So you, you were here by yourself. Your family wasn't here with you. Correct. Yeah, wow. I was okay. here by myself. Yeah, and I, you know, I tried to find a little community of people from my country at the beginning because you kind of hope that they would kind of be right. with you and help you. But it was the opposite. They literally stole my stuff, blackmailed me, wanted money. And then wow. I ended up for two weeks just in one pair of shorts, underwear and a tank top. And I would go in a jacuzzi in those shorts and tank top because I had absolutely nothing else and um, I hate when I'm sitting across from pretty 22 year olds who are in a tank top and a jacuzzi <laughs> I mean here we go again yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. whoa that's what people expect to happen when you move to LA right? yeah. <laughs> that's why they want me here yeah no I love it I love it please please lighten it up because I, yes. I tend to be very serious because my life has been very serious in general, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, like when, when I first learned about you, uh, a guy named Skip, uh, who's like a Emmy Award winning like film guy, I was talking to him. I said, you know, I need to work. I need to meet someone who is like maybe up and coming or they're making it happen mm -hmm. that I could work with, like celebrities, you know, in the beginning stages of my nutrition and weight loss world. And he goes, oh, you got to meet this woman named Katharina. Man, Katharina, she's amazing. She's beautiful. But she's really smart. And she's, <laughs> she's like, she's serious. So. You know, she's not one of those people that looks good on the outside, but don't have substance on it. the inside. She is substance first. And I remember like looking at your website back in the day going, I don't see the substance here, but <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. I see the beauty. But then when we first met, I was just like, just fell in love with her personality, the energy the, and who you are. And he was so on point. And then mm -hmm. look, fast forward now. Look at all the yeah. things that you're doing as That's an entrepreneur. Great. Oh, I, love I it. try. You know, it's not easy. And I always battle with the cultural difference in my head, you know, because like I said, I came here already as 22 year old woman. So mm -hmm. I got programmed certain way growing right. up in socialistic country during communism, pretty much, you know, where there's no sense of uh, private sector or entrepreneurship and, or anything right. like that. So I, I feel like I've always had to run 
100 miles an hour every day in America to catch up on some even basic stuff, you right. know, and, and really not judge and, and accept things mm-hmm. and, and see them for what they are instead of how I was programmed. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you have this predisposition or this programming, as you call it, from being back from the Slovak Republic, and you come to America. But before you come to America, what were your perceptions when you came that were different than you expected them to be? Mm. You know what, honestly, uh, it was better than I thought, even better. I've always been fascinated with America. I mean, I'm that generation of the um, Iron Curtain going down. Like Mm -hmm. in 1989, I was 14. Mm -hmm. So I was just becoming a teenager when the gates opened up to the Western world and we started Mm -hmm. to get flooded with the American and Western merchandise and TV shows wow. and everything, and I was so fascinated by the the American pop culture and and the hip hop and everybody danced so good and the shows <laughs> were so colorful and happy and positive and everything was so visually beautiful and yeah. and coming from sort of a darkness you know like growing up mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s there everything was gloomy and gray the buildings and all of a sudden so much color and right. fun and magazines and fashion and it was so exciting and I wanted to be part of it and that's why I ended up immigrating in 1998 when I was 22 because I didn't want to miss out on my best years what we think they are at yeah. the time <clears throat> uh, still in the country that's kind of recovering or trying to find its way to being capitalistic country I really wanted to throw myself in, in into this place and just figure things out you know I had no expectations and I remember when people were telling me like so I bet those Baywatch guys are not as hot as on the show. <laughs> oh my god! And I remember going to Santa Monica uh-huh. and meeting a lifeguard, and I took a photo just to prove how hot he was. He's all right. He's I all right. knew I recognized you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I that was know. when I had my red speed on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have to ask you because um, when Robert was talking in the very beginning of this of this interview. <laughs> he talked about breast implants. Now, I, through my fiance, have become pretty well versed in BII and what goes on with gummies versus stains. Tell us about what's going on with that with you. Well, and, and be, actually, if you don't mind, before you do that, when did you, you didn't come to America with breast implants? Correct. No, I mm-hmm. came here and because everybody, you know, it was a trend. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody needed to have a set of you know fake it was just and you're modeling right so at that point someone said you need to get it done correct Uh, a lingerie client who was a female client she said you know you're almost perfect if you just had the little extra up here to fill up the the lingerie you would be perfect Mm. and you you hear this couple of times um, it didn't destroy my ego or anything or confidence but i just felt okay well if that's what i need to do i'll do it I never wanted to do it for the reason of uh, the scars and, and cutting breasts. To me, it seems so horrific to go and, and remove your nipples and cut them out and put implants in and then sew them back on. It just seems so crazy. Mm-hmm. So at that time, there was a new surgeon in town who was trying to build his portfolio and he came up with the method through the belly button. Mm-hmm. can remember really quick mm-hmm. what it's called. But uh, I'm thinking, okay, there's no scars, there's no cutting. You know, mm-hmm. they just separate your skin from your muscle and right. roll up the the and implants mm-hmm. and push them up, uh, push them in, and then fill them up with saline. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, that's that sounds okay. So mm-hmm. I I had them done, 
and I had them in for 11 years. I loved my chest. Mm -hmm. I wanted chest like Carmen Electra, so I kind of did. Mm -hmm. And um, I enjoy them. But I think what women don't realize is when you are young, you have completely different um, taste, you know, and trends are probably influencing you much right. more than when you get older. And as I got older, I came to my mid-30s. All of a sudden, my <coughs> persona grown up, right? And and I didn't want my boobs because I started a business. I wanted to be taken seriously. I wanted to wear nice blazers. Mm -hmm. I started to hate the fact that, uh, you know, I always have to buy clothes that's two sizes bigger just to fit my chest. And then oh, my right. waist is too loose. Uh, I didn't know anything about the symptoms yet at that time. So to me, it was simply visual. I couldn't lay down. I love getting massages. Who doesn't, right? But I hated the fact that I can lay flat on my chest and get a proper massage. So mm -hmm. it became more like, oh, they're in my way all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. and, and I look at someone like Jennifer Lopez, who's got a little bit hips and very, she's very fit and got smaller breasts. And I started to like that instead mm -hmm. of what used to be the trend back in the 90s, for example, where, you know, you have a uh, big chest, so. Like Dolly Parton style. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> trends and all that stuff changes, right? So, yeah. so I think this is something that nobody prepares you for, where they tell you, you might change and you might not need them or like them, or all of a sudden, you know, it's just, you just don't want them. And mm -hmm. uh, it was the time when I was in Fiji where I felt so much, oxygen and I felt so happy running around and I felt like this heavy chest <laughs> just I want to jump up and down and be very active and athletic and those boobs were just there and heavy and <laughs> <laughs> again yes. you know you're out there on the beach it's just a regular guy and here comes the model fit girl with the extra large boobs flopping and jumping around it's so yeah. it, it really annoys me <laughs> I would have to turn the other way Please and, go ahead. And no, and you know what? It it became like okay, I don't want people to stare at my chest anymore. Uh, you know, right. like I do, I I stopped liking it. I but used at one to, point you liked it, right? Yeah. At, at one point I did. Yes. Okay, of but course. now I have to ask this question. So this because uh, my wife, the, you know, mm -hmm. the little girl, she had big implants, and I said to her, "Isn't it ironic that as a woman and women in general who have fought their way from." Really, you know, being underdogs, you know, mm -hmm. everywhere in the world and still in some countries, they're not as progressed as they have in this country. Right. But you would go and have an augmentation done that the stereotypical man is going to stare at and look at you for and not make any eye contact with you and not and you're going to be judged by how big your boobs are. Mm. That's what you want. And I would say to my wife, I go, because my wife, uh, they were like weapons. I mean, I would, I would, I would, <laughs> no, I, I laughed at her because she had, she wore the same Lululemon top that the zipper that came all the way down to here. Uh -huh. And so I would, we'd FaceTime when she was at the house in Florida. And I go, are you getting an estimate today? And she'd go, what? And she'd go, oh, God. And I go, she would wear it at a certain, like the, the, the flag at a certain mast, depending oh. on what she was doing and how much more attention she was trying. And, and she didn't even realize it consciously. And right. sure enough, she'd go, well, the roof guy's coming in. He is. I go, I can tell. You, you pull that all the way down and show more of your breast when you know other men are going to be at the house or whatever. You do. And I don't know if you even see that you're doing it. Hmm. And I used to find it such an oxymoron that a woman, a, a six, two successful women in business, well, 
but you would go ahead and get that done and be judged by it. It, 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 it fascinates me psychologically. And I think sometimes, I mean, women, will we have idols and we want to look like other women lots right. of times because yeah. we think they are beautiful. And it's not always for men. I mean, a, a part of it and at some point in life, I'm sure it is a lot. But you also want to feel beautiful because you find it beautiful. Mm. But later you might not find it beautiful. And that's mm. what changes when we grow up and nobody prepares you for. Um, so, so I would say it's not always just about men. And I don't care if I'm being judged. But of course it gets in the way because you do get yeah. judged. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. Whether you're against it. But it, 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 that's just what it is. Men are men. Women yeah. are women. It's <clears throat> so a good point. So now you're going into your 30s. And things have shifted about how you, what you, how you want to be perceived or perceive yourself and interest. So go ahead. Take us from there. So I understood that if I want to have them removed, I'm going to have scars at this point, right? Because the reason why I didn't want to have them done in the first place, oh. I didn't want any cutting and right. scars because I believe once you cut the tissue or, you know, whatever's inside the body, it's never the same. Mm -hmm. So now I knew if I want to have them removed, I'll have to have scars. So... You know, I was I kind of put it on hold because I don't know, you know, plus it costs money. Right. And, right. And I was just waiting. But I got a, a Facebook message from one of the Facebook friends who I've never met. Her name is Angela. And she sent me um, a message saying, you know, you should do a story about uh, breast implants what they're causing and, and all the side effects and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And she kind of in details described all the symptoms and mm. what she found out because she just had them removed. Oh, so she was experiencing. She was yeah. experiencing. Mm -hmm. And as I was reading that message and I'm like, hmm, yes, I have that. I have that. Yes, I have allergies. Uh, yes, I have shortness of breath. Yes, I have this. And I'm thinking maybe it's all tied to the implants. You know, so... And how, I'm sorry, and how long had you had them at this point? 11 years. Okay. I had them for 11 years. Mm -hmm. So now I'm doing my research online because, you know, I have a magazine. So that's why she reached out because my magazine is for oh, women right. and she mm -hmm. wanted me, she suggested I should write about it. So now I'm doing my research, but there's no information on the internet. It's all about why you should have them put in, right. not to have yeah. them removed and stuff. So I didn't do anything just because I felt like I don't have enough data. I don't have any facts really to back it up. But mm -hmm. there was a point where, because I always wanted to have them out, but there was a point where I was at the store in January. Mm -hmm. And this is after I received her email. And they had three beautiful jackets on sale. <laughs> and they were really so beautiful. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's, I try them on and I couldn't close them. They were perfect everywhere. I just couldn't close them through my chest. And I'm like, enough is enough. <laughs> I'm buying all three of them. And I'm going to have my breast removed my implants removed right just so i can close those jackets and that was my decision when i'm like that's it i want to look nice in fashion again i want to look elegant i want to look classy mm -hmm. and all that stuff so fortunately i had a friend who was a plastic surgeon she used to do head and neck cancer reconstructive surgery at ucla and mm -hmm. then she transitioned into a plastic surgeon we we were very good friends at that point so she was oh, the wow. only one i trusted and she didn't want to do it, but I'm like, please take him out. <laughs> like, I just don't want him. And she's like, you, you, you're not going to look good. You, they, your breast going to look like pancakes. It's just not uh. going to be. I'm like, please. She was very always anal about symmetry mm -hmm. and, and very detailed oriented. So I'm like, if somebody's going to help me with this, it's going to be her. Right. Because I trust her. I know she's not going to do any, any fast job. Now, now mm -hmm. during all of that, what is there a man involved that 
like a better half that says, I don't know if you should get those removed. Like, or it, cause it sounds like it's all just you. You know what? My man who I've been with for a long time, he loves porn stars. He loves <laughs> women with big boobs. Uh-huh. He loves all that. He's a healthy man. You know what I mean? And he, but he met me when I came to America 21 years ago when oh, I wow. didn't have him done. And oh, he, okay. he fell in love with me back then. So, you know, of course he loved my chest after, but that's not why he loved me. I mean, he True. fell in love with right. me when I was here fresh off the boat. Literally. So he supported whatever, whatever. you were going to do. He mm-hmm. supported. I mean, of course he would prefer uh, the other way, but he's happy for me, whatever. I mean, he loves me the way I, mean, I am. So men, yeah, a man wasn't an issue in this case. So she. I mean, we need to stress that because I watch so many of these young girls yeah. that are getting it done primarily because of the response they get from men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's so many men who actually reached out to me on social media after I started to promote uh, the explant. And mm-hmm. they said, please, please, I'm so glad you're talking about this because my girlfriend wants to have them done. And I'm so against that. She's beautiful the way she is. Mm-hmm. I love her natural chest. Uh, like I want her to stay the way she is and I guess those men were sending their girlfriends to my page to my Instagram to you know read whatever I wrote see see right. for me Daniel mm-hmm. I, I like and I'm, and I'm pointing out Daniel as a guy <laughs> like seriously like when you were going through it and we were talking about it and then you did it in my mind I was like man Katarina is like the perfect person the 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 poster child for this because you wouldn't expect the woman who looks the way you look to go on the opposite you know what i mean it's because you're so judgmental huh <laughs> <laughs> well, I, just, I just i just went through it and i will say two things um the idea that my significant other was going to finally feel better was so much more compelling to me than anything to do mm-hmm. with her big boobs true um and secondly in clothes and in a dress even a revealing dress they were really fun to look at. But naked, I was always reminded that they weren't hers. They were so fake. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're making love or when you're running or when you're doing whatever, and they would never move, you know, and I'd go, well, that's so, like, not real. You know, I mean, and so I used to say, when we had this discussion, because psychologically speaking, like I said, I wasn't saying it to be comedic. She had grown to depend on a certain thing that she used as a power for herself. Hmm. I said, it's going to be very interesting to see how you interact and how right. you dress and how you do After. without them now. Because they are significantly smaller now. And we're waiting. We're at the stage where we're just done. So we're waiting to see how much they're going to fill on their own. Will she have some fat put in them instead of an implant to oh, fill right. them back up because they were stretched some? Mm-hmm. We don't know any of the answers to that yet. But... I said to her, I said, imagine if I had something that obviously looked fake on my penis all the time that you saw. I go, wouldn't that make you kind of go, oh, that's a little weird. He's it would look like a dildo then. Right. Go <laughs> 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 use my mic? <laughs> but may I ask you, were you always like that? Did you always feel towards the implants the way you do now? Or were you different? I never let, right. I'll tell you what, I've seen, you know, in Hollywood over the years, many different women with implants and blah, and I've had to do scenes with women on film and blah. Mm-hmm. When a pair of breasts look really fake, like very hard fake, I've never liked that. Uh, your breasts are supposed to move a little too, mm-hmm. and this was that. So, but it, it, the tendency is that the smaller the girl was, 
that she ends up going way bigger than she yes. should to make them tastefully an improvement and then goes to a point where they're just rocks, mm-hmm. you know. And um, Now, the interesting thing for me to ask you is because even when you stood up and came in, we don't know each other, you, you have pretty good-sized breasts now. So did you have your implants removed and then had something put in? or Nope. Uh, I had them removed. I said, I don't care what I'm going to look like. Mm-hmm. I actually went into the surgery with a tremendous amount of peace and gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was like laying on that bed getting anesthesia just thinking I am beautiful I am beautiful I was mm-hmm. doing my spiritual mental thing like I am beautiful and I was envisioning how I'm gonna wake up looking so much more beautiful mm-hmm. without the implants and I had that mindset as I you know a few months before during that right. and um, once I had them removed I immediately loved my chest I mean I had the support bra my breast mm-hmm. was again like when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. and i love that my my whole chest was so much smaller i looked skinnier basically mm-hmm. without those extra implants here and i just love that but a couple of weeks later when i went for a checkup mm-hmm. i i started to notice the difference of one breast versus the other right like when i right. when i leaned forward one kind of stretched further down one ended up being stuck here the nipple was being pulled and kind of inward and all this was happening so i still didn't care because i'm like i want to you know i want to have i want to be natural i don't care it hurt of course because there's lots of scar tissue and all that of course yeah and but i got very very lucky and i'm so happy to share this part of the story because as i looked a little bit uneven uh, and I was in pain because I always felt like something's pulling inside the scar tissue and stuff. And, and the doctor, my friend, told me, you know, Katerina, your left implant was actually stuck to the rib cage. Mm-hmm. And it's still a little bit there. I couldn't scrape it off completely, but it was stuck. And then I realized that explains wow. my numbness in my left arm for years mm. and years, where I actually ended up going to the UCLA doctor wow. with carpal tunnel, and they wanted to cut my wrists to release them. It was all because of my implants. I don't have carpal right. tunnel. I don't have numbness anymore. It went away by removing the implants. Yeah. So I'm so glad I didn't let anyone cut me because wow. it, it would be a shame, right? <clears throat> so now she said the other implant looked like a scrambled egg, like the scar tissue, I mean, because I guess when I was getting my implants done years ago, mm. uh, you know, they were put in with a stick, right? As they rolled up the implant. Mm they put it on a stick and they kind of push it under. Right. And I guess the doctor wow. at that time maybe pushed too hard and it went all the way up to my arm or like sh- my shoulder somewhere. So it created this extra opening that, you know, created scar tissue to, to oh, close. I see. Yeah. So, you know, she thought it would be a very easy uh, procedure but it wasn't. She actually, you know, it took much longer than she thought it would because my breasts really looked beautiful on the outside. It moved. I was very lucky because I always had uh, enough breast tissue. So, you know, she thought it would be easy, but she's like, no, you never know what's inside the body until you get in there. And mm-hmm. I think that's what m- many women don't realize because they don't see inside their body. So a couple of weeks later, as I was sharing, you know, my uh, unevenness uh, with my friend who's a who's a producer, she said, you know, I know a guy who's very good with breaking down the scar tissue. He mm-hmm. just did mine on my stomach. And you should try him. He's a little expensive, but he's like a miracle, I'm telling you. So I contacted the guy mm-hmm. and he said, 
I'm like, do you have any experience? He's like, no, I've done it. I understand the lymphatic system. I understand nerves and, and basically the whole body. Right. And he said that after the first session of him breaking down my scar tissue inside my breast, I will be 50% better. I'm like, wow. 50%. I don't believe it. Uh -huh. you know. But at that point, you're like, you'll try, right? Anything. I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding, like I woke, I mean, I woke up, I wasn't sleeping, but after the massage, I got up after he worked on my uh, scar tissue and it was so painful. I mean, he was pushing in inside my nipple, under my nipple okay. side. I mean, it was so painful. Wow. But I got up and my chest was wow. literally 50% better right wow. away. It filled up with, with blood, like, like healthy, circulation, like circulation again. again. It just started to perk up and, you know, it wasn't pulling my breast so much anymore inside right. because he probably loosened up the scar tissue that, that was holding my nipple from inside. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Wow. So he came like three more times. And I must say, knock on the wood, my can I say boobs? I just love you. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my boobs look really like almost like in high school or, or before wow. I had him done. You know, can I I'm going to play this guy in a movie. I'm going to play him in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, I want to back up just a quick like a question because you, you did mention a few like you were experiencing some symptoms already. But can yes. you maybe explain a little bit more about the and how long you were experiencing these these symptoms? Absolutely. And that's that's the whole key here right because over the years after i had my uh, implants put in mm -hmm. thank you i started to experience everything from allergies i started to be allergic to avocado banana was this right away like, like no throughout the years right okay. so i can't recall exactly and when today you're not a right no now so it's different now shortness yeah. of breath i actually developed polyps on my vocal cords which i had to have paralyzed and when i went to ucla they told me we've never seen worse condition and we've had all mm. kinds of celebrity wow. singers here i got to the point where my diaphragm was so swollen because my polyps were so huge they wouldn't close and i would lose all the oxygen in wow. my body so i would faint literally because i hadn't i couldn't hold oxygen inside my body i believe it was linked to my breast implants because mm. when you sleep with 10 pound chest and i like to sleep on my back and it's so heavy and you you you, you breathe mm. very shallow right because you don't realize it but you do and um it's cutting off your blood flow all those little veins and and capillaries and everything that's inside your body and you have these two heavy bags constantly sitting on them mm -hmm. like there's no blood flow there's no oxygen there's no vitamins nothing's going in there and i believe like i started lose, to lose my voice my voice became very raspy to the point where i couldn't say a word mm -hmm. and that's why i had to have my vocal cords paralyzed uh it's because I overstrain my voice, trying to always mm. breathe and say something and not realizing it's probably because I'm having a hard time breathing because of this extra 10 pounds or whatever that was wow. sitting yeah. on my chest. And we, we learn to live with that and compensate and adjust because we don't think twice about it. Mm -hmm. But unless you, tr let's say, you remove the implants, you realize everything that was linked to it because all my allergies <laughs> went away. Hmm. Uh, I don't have shortness of breath anymore. I don't have anxiety, which I started to get. I mean, um, I have no issues. 
Well, you know, know, I, I, uh, before we did this interview, I went and met with two plastic surgeons in Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills. And it was interesting because you go in one office and I had one surgeon who was very clear that there's no problem and that maybe this is in women's head as far as breast implant illness. Mm -hmm. Then I talked to the other plastic surgeon. He's like, this is not just in their head. This is real. Right. And then I asked, you know, Barbara said, let's look at some celebrities. Yeah. And it'd be interesting, like, you know, let's kind of go down the list. And yeah. maybe you guys know some of these people, but this is what we've discovered as far as some of the more popular celebrities getting the implants removed. Like, who's the first one that, that so we... The first one that I found was uh, Victoria Beckham. So, you know, her, she's a designer. Did she's you guys a, know that? Spice Girl. I didn't know she had them even in. She had them in yeah, and she sure. removed them. I don't think it was when she had them removed, it wasn't necessarily because of an illness, but she actually didn't like how they looked either as far as what I could find. But... You know, um, that she had them removed because it's kind of like what you were saying. Sometimes your tastes change too. So who's you next? Go down next would be we have Heidi Montag. Do you remember her? Mm-hmm. She's a reality star, but she actually had, and she was small. She had you know pretty large implants, and she had hers removed though because she had concerns about her breast tissue. Now I don't know if she had any more put back in, but she had the extra large ones taken out for just fear of her just her overall well being. Um, Melissa Gilbert. Little House in the Prairie, remember I had, her? I would have. I mean, she dressed so conservative, yeah. you wouldn't Hers, even have known. Yeah, her story is actually kind of interesting. That's why I actually ask a little bit about time, because, and then I'll kind of interject here too, is that I do have breast, my breasts augmented. I've had them for six years, and knock on wood, you know, everything's good. But her story is interesting because she had hers for 12 years, and she was informed that, you know, that you should have them checked every, you know, 10, 15 years or changed. And when she went in, she just decided, you know what? I'm just going to keep them out. I actually prefer not having them. And she felt better without them. Um, how about Sharon Osbourne? Yeah. TV, yeah. Now, did she get them replaced? Like, Because some women no. get them removed, and then you see some time go by, and they go, mm-hmm. oh, I can't live like this, and they go get them put back yeah. in. No, she had hers removed, and they actually said that, that <clears throat> um, they found that, I guess, they were leaking. So, Ooh. yeah. Now, see, one of the doctors said they don't leak. Mm-hmm. They were adamant well, about that. so... <clears throat> here's where my bigger concern. First of all, one of the pioneers, celebrity-wise, of having this done 20 years ago right. was my sister-in-law, China Phillips, my brother Billy's wife. Right. Um, and China had them done mm-hmm. because she could tell something was wrong. Um, and you, you know, I always say this with, in the addiction thing. I don't want to yeah. talk to the father. I don't want to talk to the wife. I want to talk to the mother. Mm. And I get the mother on the phone or in person, and I say, is something wrong with your child? Is something different? And if a mother says yes, there's no, I don't have to talk to anybody else. A hmm. mom knows her kid. Yeah. A mom knows if something's wrong. And the same thing as a woman about her body. Women are much more in tune with their body. Oh, way more. Yeah. I mean, it's much more of a refined, it's like a race car versus, For sure. versus a regular car. And so a woman knows what a little thing is, oh, that's not right. Right. So... When a woman knows something's wrong, you should listen to it because they know better. And I'll tell you this. The most ironic part of this, and, and, I, and, and one thing that concerned me about your particular procedure is that they left some of the capsule in on your rib cage because the capsule itself, which the body forms itself around, right. naturally around the implant, is in an end block procedure, which Dr. Fang, who's one of the one of the leaders in the world and, and, and probably the best known in the world, mm-hmm. her the big thing for her, she removes the entire capsule. She actually does a test to see if any of it has leaked out before to target those spots ah. to make sure you get it out. Because there is a danger if you have a capsule that's been uh, contaminated. But here's the real ironic part mm-hmm. about implants, and that is when you're dealing with a total mastectomy. 
So here you are taking a person that is having both of their breasts removed, or one, mm -hmm. um, due to a cancerous problem that you have. To the point now where you're so impaired that we cannot save that organ. It's got to go. And probably some lymph nodes that will go with it, too. And what are you going to do? Right. You're going to put in an implant that has 20 known carcinogenic materials to it in place in a person that just got diagnosed with cancer. How crazy is that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. I mean, so yes. why would you ever put an implant in, in reconstructive surgery. Yeah. There are abdominal you know, operations they can do where they take a piece of the muscle and they put it in there and they surround it and fill it with fat. That's all your own body material you know, mm -hmm. that grows inside you in your, in your chest cavity. But to put an implant with what they know, particularly the old gummy bears and some of the really bad ones, yeah. the answer is yes, you should have those taken out. Yes, mm -hmm. the, the, there's too much science behind it. And the other thing, that when you talked about the two surgeons that you talked mm -hmm. to in Beverly Hills, well, guess what? I can't sit here and tell you that I have the statistical, factual, FDA-tested, trialed material, but I'll tell you this. In the women that say that they were suffering from any of those types of symptoms, right. how come almost every one of them gets better when you remove them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you argue that point? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're getting better right after they get the implant taken out. Mm -hmm. So you're going to say it doesn't have some correlation? Yeah. Any of those celebrities get it taken out based on illness? Um, yeah, actually, there's a few. Crystal Hefner, mm -hmm. Hefner's widow. Yes, she's a big... She, um, and she yep. had hers removed, and then she said, you know, when she had them taken out, that unexplained back pain, constant neck and shoulder pain, you know, immunity issues, things like that. She had some, like, reoccurring infections. They all, it helped with that, or taking them out helped alleviate that so that was one um there was uh i'm looking oh stevie nicks fleetwood mac mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she had hers removed she had hers for almost i think for 18 years and i um, had hers removed and she believes that you know it were, they were causing her just illness and unexplained illness most of the time it's like this unexplained illness or immunity issues mm. fatigue things like that we, well you know like hearing all of this about mm -hmm. these celebrities and hearing what you just said mm -hmm. and your story and you look at Instagram and the whole social media movement, mm -hmm. almost every Instagram model has them done. Mm -hmm. Yep. Are they, you know what I mean? Are they going to fall prey to where you were at 23 and go, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do what everyone says I should yeah. do. Uh, or do you see more women saying, I'm not going to get that done and I'm beautiful the way I am? Mm -hmm. I, would, I would hope they know better now because back then, 20 years ago, there was no information. Nobody talked about explants, right? Like nobody talked about yeah. issues with breast implants and stuff. Now we do. Now, now finally, it's on TV. It's on the news. It's like well, you know, I did. I mean, I asked like them you. that. I said, you know, I yeah. asked these doctors. I said, okay, so since more people are talking about it, and these doctors are actually removing implants. I said, have you noticed that there's less people wanting to get breast implants done? Yeah, what they And they say? go, absolutely not. Seem like more people are. But is it that. because it's LA, maybe too? No, that's not going to change. And I'll tell you what's going to make it change. What's going to make it change is when the class action lawsuit comes against the companies that make the breast implants, and you can no longer. Once that's proven in a court of law, and they have to start paying out like they do in the opioid problem. Now you're seeing these oh, multi-billion-dollar payouts. Then it's going to be the FDA is going to say, okay, 
we don't want to leave ourselves susceptible to a lawsuit. So you can't put these in until you find something you can put in. That's when you're going to see the problem start to start to change. And a class action's coming. So the, the, we went back and looked when Robin had her implants put in. She had them put in with her best friend. They mm -hmm. both had the, both their kids pregnant at the same time. And she goes, you know what? I went back and I found the registration form from when we had the yeah, operation yeah. done. And Robin had hers for like 14 years. And so she turned around and her friend looked at the thing she goes look at this it says warning can cause fatigue can cause so they knew with the gummy bear oh, wow. ones wow because they had you sign so if they warned you about that it could cause it they had to theorize that it was possible that's different now because that means that they they had knowledge that it could happen which mean they they knew their product could put you at risk you can't do that if you yeah. know it could you can do these these warnings on well in some people again but if there's a a, a uh um a certain f number of people, it's not just a random odd person that can have those symptoms, but you're talking about now carcinogenic. Did they have knowledge ahead of time that this could cause cancer? Mm -hmm. You can't sell something to give them something like right. that and tell them, put it in your body if you knew it could give cancer. Right. You know what? They knew. Of course they, they knew. They absolutely yeah. knew. So watch, That's there's going to be you know, like mesothelioma and some of these other big cases. Right. There's going to be a true. couple of smart lawyers now that are going to start this class action and soon we get one big number and divvy it out amongst the people right. that are in the act. Watch, it's coming. Mm -hmm. That's I, when it will change. I can't tell you how many women reached out to me over the past four years since I had them removed and just said, you know what? I was going to get them done and now I'm not. Like I'm going to reconsider. And, and I'm mm -hmm. so happy to hear that. So... Just my story helped few women and stopped them from doing it, and I'm so happy, and mm -hmm. I hope they'll see the beauty within themselves the way they are. Um, but we just got to spread the message, I think, is the key. Because for me also, right. the big thing was I would always, always get um, a sore throat, like mm. for no reason, just mm. a chronic sore throat. Mm. I haven't had one sore throat since I had them removed. You know, and, and it just tells you everything, I think. Right. Yeah. You know? well, because head and, I'm sorry, <coughs> head and all this up here is connected. It's so close to each other. Right. Yeah. It's all, you know, blocking the oxygen flow and blood flow into your neck. And, mm. and it's affecting everything here, especially. So, so to me, it's like nobody can tell me anything that implants are good or safe. No way. Mm. No way. Well, I find, I find it very interesting that um, you know, it comes at a necessity or a problem with um, uh, this type of subject, implants, your teeth, whatever, whatever the, the, the mm -hmm. gradual gains that we have usually come from the failures or something that we find out is no good for you anymore. And then suddenly they'll look for something else. And there right. are other things you can do. You know, I can really understand the psychology behind my fiance's, which was, you know what, I had pretty nice boobs when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And then I had two kids and I breastfed both of them. And she goes, and I really screwed them up. Yeah. She goes, and then I look at myself and I wasn't, you know, when I put a baby suit on, I didn't go, yeah, baby. You know, <laughs> and, and I felt good about myself. She goes, I took my top off and they went boom and they dropped. Yeah. And she's like, man, I don't look good. So I went and got the implants and I probably went a little bigger than I needed to, but I wanted, you know, I was, I was into it. I was getting it done. She goes, and now I've taken them out, but now they can put, they can inject some fat in there. They can do other stuff. True. So you know what? I, I have hope that I'm going to get back at least. What, like, I, it reminded me so much of my wife when you said that. You know, I had back what I had in high school. And that's mm -hmm. all she was really looking no, for. Mm -hmm. I you get know, she that. She just wanted that. I absolutely get that. In fact, that's why when I did it, because I, I did it at age 40. And I had my son. You know, he's 15 now. I had my son. And, you know, just... 
things change Grammy. and it had not yeah <laughs> and it had nothing to do with like feeling like i was being pressured i mean i was completely happy with my body i just and it actually took me a good three years before i actually made the decision to do it you know i did my due diligence i talked to a lot of people and uh, kind of like what you're saying. Now, like but wasn't some of the, the reasons why you did it is that you also moved yourself into a culture because she's done fitness shows. Yeah. And when you're doing fitness shows, what, nine and a half out of ten I'm of the sure girls I did it be augmentation. Yeah, but I did it before. I did it before I even started competing. Oh, okay. You know, so yeah. And I, you know, and I was actually really happy with them. And I did have, I did have that worry, though, because at that time I was in aerospace. And the last thing I wanted was to be a spectacle. I come walk around the corner and people were like to a boardroom meeting. They're like, <laughs> like there's no blazer that's going to cover that. But I felt, you know, I wanted to still be tasteful. Um, but at the same time, that being said, like I said, you know, knock on wood and, you know, I'm good. However, I believe it's real. I have a good friend who had an expat maybe two months ago and had been suffering with um, a variety of symptoms and a lot, all kinds of you know, immunity type issues, had them removed and is now doing really well. Um, she, I think she had hers for close to 20 years. So, wow. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you're young, you just don't want to have to wear a bra. You just, <laughs> you know, you just want to have your chest, put a tank top on and look great. And I think mm -hmm. it's more about just looking good. Right. And mm -hmm. like I said, had I known what I know now, I don't think I would ever have mm -hmm. them put in for sure. Not, you know, and I hope women can learn from this because not like I, I actually find now for sure natural boobs much nicer no matter what they look like. Mm -hmm. If you just use a nice bra top, like everybody can look decent. I mean, right. when you really think about it, we got uh, breasts put into our bodies as women uh, because we're supposed to be mothers so we can... F Right. Feed the baby, feed the children. That's all boobs are for when you think about it. The society took them to a whole new level all of a sudden. So, Daniel, it's a, you, it's you a agree sexual. With that? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, why? Look at the animals, right? Cow, why does she have breasts? Right. You know, big breasts. It's just to feed the babies, you know, and it's the same for everyone. We all of a sudden objectified and made it such a sexual thing, which I understand and it's right. fine. I was part of that culture where, you know, you're a sexy girl and all that stuff. But let's just let's just really look what's happening with these implants because it's no joke. It's no joke. I mean, mm -hmm. I can't tell you how much younger I feel without them, how much better I can lay down and get my massage done <laughs> properly. I feel beautiful. I actually feel more confident without them now. You know, I feel like this is me. I I I I like myself. See, you this know? is almost like a self-esteem yeah. conversation. See, there's, it is. There's it's really, where, really and, interesting. And you're, and you're hitting on exactly what I said. So I always look at what's the lesson for me? Or what's yeah. what, how am I supposed to grow from this? And I said to Robin, you know, she's now constantly, you know, it's only two weeks. And she pulls her top and she goes, I think it's filling more here. But they're significantly smaller. But. Right. And I went, you know what, Robin? you're going to have to redefine yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. I said, it re really, for right. her, she really, I mean, I've seen her, and, and I don't believe she does this on purpose, but I've seen her talk to someone and put her hand up and go like that. But she's <laughs> so used to going, look at how great my boobs are. And she so, was so used to that. Honestly, it became part of who she was. I know that when I met her, I was like, damn, this girl's got a rocking body. You know, and, <laughs> and, I, and I thought she was way younger, but I go, I said, so we started talking, and I said, and I said you're 46 years old? I said, holy crap, I thought you were like 30, 32. She was you know, like, yeah. She ripped, you know. And, yeah. And then 
I realized, again, how dependent. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in how have things about your personality, has there, has there been any changes as a result as far as how you carry or you, you get where I'm going? Yeah, I, I just feel so much better about myself, right? Let's begin there. I feel younger. I feel more beautiful. I feel I respect myself more. I feel... Um, now I feel actually like a model more than before, mm. you know? Now I feel like this is what the normal body is like. Um, I just respect myself much more. I think I'm not so insecure. I mean, I'm sure age has a lot to do with yeah. it. I'll be 44 next month. So, you know, it's like we all grow older True. and more mature and stuff. So that's part of it. But I, it's just, it's just... You know, I've never used my boobs for anything really other than <laughs> myself, be honest with you. And even when I shot with so many photographers, they would always say, you're so interesting. Like you have this nice chest, but you never use it in photos. You always do this, you know, like I kind of cover them almost and I use my face to model, use my eyes because, you know, we have nice eyes. So it's it's all in yeah. the eyes so <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> so so m i the always shot. yeah i always <laughs> felt my eyes is my stronger side than mm. anything that's what makes me me compared to other models so i never really did any of that or, or used it um it was nice when the rock stars were interested in me you know because they <laughs> like boobs right but that's about <laughs> that's about it <laughs> You know, I just, I just, I just liked it because it balanced my hips better. I've always had little booty, and people would comment, you know, that I have a big ass and stuff like that. <laughs> so I feel like if I get my chest done, I'll be more proportionate than I mm. was. Right, the symmetry was uh, better. The symmetry hey. was better, and, and and it worked. And like I said, I was very happy with what what I looked like with them. But we change, and that's a thing. That's True. something you're not prepared for. We change, mm -hmm. and I meet so many women who feel trapped now in their own body. Mm -hmm. I make friends, obviously, because I'm older. I have friends who are in their 40s, 50s, even 60s, yeah. and there's not one of them, not one of them who will tell me, oh, I'm so happy with what I look like or that I have them done. Every single one tells me, I so wish I had balls to take him out but I'm so scared what I'm gonna look like my doctor another would say my doctor said if I have him removed I'm gonna have these giant four scars mm. you know through right. my chest and they are so afraid of what they're gonna look like after and they are literally trapped in oh. their own body and I see it and they don't look better because even when you get older in your face and you have this chest it kind of doesn't work like I feel, it makes you look older almost. See, you as know? you're as you're saying, feel trapped. My mind goes to the epitome of breast augmentations in the world we live in today, mm -hmm. and that's Kim Kardashian. I couldn't imagine Kim removing hers. Why not? <clears throat> because I believe a big part, kind of what Daniel's been saying, of who she is, is based on her chest. Like she was the op she's the opposite of you. Like she does, you know, from a distance, she does almost everything to enter the room and say, "Look at me," right? <laughs> it's like if there was arrows pointing, I, they would be pointing at yeah, her. Yeah, but I I might disagree. I think with her in her case, I think it's so much more than just just that. Maybe you see it because you're a man. Yeah, see, that's 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 the truth. So she is an example of what I have warned other friends about, particularly. 
in our business, being an actress, so on and so forth, and you mm -hmm. are judged as a woman. I, in an earlier episode of the show, I said, we were talking about my daughter wanting to become an actress, and I mm -hmm. said, God, I hope not. I mean, it's, you're judged so much more as a woman. There's so many, the, the criteria by which you're successful and the number of roles for women versus, it's much harder for women mm -hmm. in this business. For sure. So with that said, the danger for me, for the housewife who, Robin story, lost her breasts the way they used to look right. because of children and blah. Well, I don't know this. I'm not Kim Surgeon, but it seems to me, if you look at before and after pictures, she's had much more done than just her breasts. Mm -hmm. So yes. she's gotten caught in what I worry about. You know, I watched the other day, and I'll give a male version of it. Mm. I watched Botched the other day. Oh boy! And I'm watching the show <laughs> now. I know now. I know those guys, and I know one of them all the way back from when he was just the husband on Beverly Hills Housewives. And I looked at his face, and I thought, "Oh my God, what has he done?" I mean, crazy. And they talk openly on the show about how many surgeries they've had done. I mean, his face looks so screwed up, right? You know, and I and there's friends of mine from the movie business that I've made movies with 30 years ago. I saw one guy, and I won't say his name, but I did a movie with him 25 <laughs> years ago. I saw him in a restaurant, and I, I, I didn't recognize him. Looks so different. I mean, he had cheek implants put in, and he had, and it just. Kenny Rogers. Mickey Rook. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying who. I have to agree with that. Mickey I'm not saying. But, 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 and, and for, and for the, the, the male that I'm talking about, I thought, he was so beautiful. You know we're going to go back and look at what movie oh, we did like, 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Google that right now. That's so right. I, so, IMDb. So, but, 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 the, but again, the, the problem is where do you begin and when you make a decision to have your body change from what mm -hmm. God gave you and, and where do you end with that though? Because then it's, well, gosh, what would that look like? And, and, and as I look at and I hear my agent say, they've decided they're going to go a little younger and I go, mm. Well, <laughs> would that make me look that much younger? And how much more dye can I put in my hair? And how many pounds can I? Oh, it can be. A but for a woman, a slippery slope. It is so much worse mm -hmm. for a woman. Yeah. And so now, but as they get to be in their fifties, and you know, listen, you're gonna get older. Right. But Kim. Have you ever seen pictures of Kim's ass twenty years ago versus Kim's ass That's now? It's not the same. I mean, <laughs> if she's backing up, that ass enters the room an hour and a half before. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 it's, it's right. scary, you know, some of yeah. the stuff that they have the the augmentation that these are going on, and and I guess for some people they just think that looks. I, I thought she was quite pretty back in the day when she yes, didn't have. Gorgeous. I remember I met Kim the first time I met Kim. Uh, I think she was probably sixteen or seventeen years old. And their whole family, because you know Bruce Jenner. Careful Calabas. now, there's no statute of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, but you're right. She was striking. She was she beautiful. Stood, girl. She stood out like she's one of those beautiful young girls. I yeah. knew her dad all the way back when he was an o, an OJ oh, uh, a lawyer yeah. and part of the Dream Team. And what a brilliant man he was. And 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 I, I you know I I often think about Rob when I watch Chris and I watch the show and everything. And, you know, a famous family. I can relate to that, and and I think I wonder if he's not going. Well, what are you guys doing? You know, because mm. um, they're smart girls too, very smart. They are, yeah. But they're so dependent on. Are they just smarter than we are, and they've turned this into this giant business? And you know, uh, hmm. or, or well, maybe, but maybe sort Kim of will did. do it. Sort of, they did. Sort of, they did. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I mean, I obviously I am nowhere near uh, Kim's 
fame or anything like that but i do have my small fan base over the years right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from modeling and stuff and you know it's funny because i still feel like i have the same fans whether i have my uh, implants or not because there's so much more that goes into someone's persona and why people follow you or like yes. you. yes uh but there there was one comment from a guy who said like uh wow she looks so much better before all that plastic surgery and i'm like if anything i am natural <laughs> now so uh, you know like i should right. look better now but he's like i look so much better before all that plastic surgery i'm like if anything i had that before not now exactly. so people have like different ideas of of you and how they want to see you and perceive you and stuff but i think in kim's case i mean she, I, she seems very smart educated right. woman uh i think she is beautiful even with all the fillers and everything she has done i think she has a certain demeanor and right. grace about her some somewhat and i think women don't like her just because of her chest i think if she had her implants removed they would still follow her because of those all the other right. qualities she represents uh, i think they are extremely smart family especially the mother turned this into a business you know True. because uh, everybody can relate to someone in that family mm-hmm. right like somebody likes the natural uh Kendall who's a high fashion model and somebody True. likes the glam girl who's this and they all have kids and every family can relate to it who have yeah. children so it is a uh tremendously well put together business plan i think and they go with it because they love each other their family that sticks sticks together mm-hmm. um and they're just laughing all the way to the bank pretty mm-hmm. much <laughs> well yeah. i believe they're laughing all the way to the bank but I, I you know i often wonder like i said the example i gave friends of mine who are very talented women that are very very good actors or good singers or whatever and then they go ahead and they get their boobs done they get their lips done they numb their face they do all these things and i think you know do you think you're taken less seriously, particularly by men, when you objectify yourself and make it so much about how you look? Because I was quite taken aback listening to an interview that my brother Alec did on his talk show with Kim. Hmm. Like, wow, she's much smarter than I thought she was. Not that I thought she was dumb, right. but she was very smart. She's talking. She's going to law school now. Yeah. So she's doing. And I thought, wow, she's got, she's a lot smarter than I thought she was. And 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 so I was quite impressed by that. But you can't get by. You know, when she walks in with a tight little outfit, how far she's gone <laughs> to make True. herself physically, you know, it's almost like like a cartoon in some yep. ways. You know, right. it's so over the top now. And I wonder, I wonder if she regrets that. I wonder if she regrets not really being taken as seriously as she could because, man, she was really well-spoken and she was quite articulate right. and, and, and she knew what she was talking about too, mm-hmm. subject matter-wise. I mean, she was bright. I still, every time I see her, I can turn around and I go, my God, you know, I've seen offensive linemen in the NFL that have smaller asses than she does. <laughs> yeah, hey, um, I, um, and now I'm going to give us a chance. We have about 10 minutes. Uh, okay. And Only so, that's, I mean, we, we can, have to we come can go back. On, I know, on, on, I know. Yeah. We're, this is so, good. So this is good. I'm going to share like one of the, some of these in my head and I want to get your thoughts on it. And mm-hmm. then we'll kind of go to Barbara and then we'll end with you, Daniel. That cool? Okay, great. And yeah. uh, so in my space of helping people lose weight years ago, I discovered this woman who had, she was in Hawaii and she was a therapist and a big part of her job was doing like psychological interviews with people before they had bariatric surgery. Cause you have the Tungas, Samoans, right? It's like a lot of it's part of their culture, right? Mm. To be heavier. Mm. And so as you got smaller, you kind of didn't fit in, right? And they didn't really <laughs> see that as, as pretty. 
Well, this lady who I went to meet with for 30 years had been interviewing people. And in that screening process, Mm -hmm. she would then go back to the doctor and say, this person is prepared for uh, bariatric surgery. So they had to pass that test. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her a question while I was with her after spending a couple hours. I said, so do you believe that if everyone had higher self-esteem that you have met, that we wouldn't need bariatric surgery? And she says, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There would, yeah. be abs- there would be no need for any of that. I agree. If self-esteem levels were addressed and people were given that kind of energy and attention. So what's your thoughts on that? Mm, that's a good... 100% agreed. Yes, and I think it comes uh, in a place with this particular case too because I think we are, we are growing up so insecure. I think we're constantly, as people, as children, we are getting, uh, whether bullied or being taught by parents we don't matter, uh, depending on which culture you come from, right? Um, I remember me just deciding to go to America. Oh, you think you're something special? You know, you think America's waiting for you, mm. like you're nothing? <coughs> you know, and, and when you are programmed this way, you have very low self-esteem, you feel like you don't matter, you don't exist, uh, the world is better place without you. And I think if we, we took responsibility from the beginning and raised our children uh, with more love and care and compassion, in many cases at least, uh, and boost their confidence a little bit because it's not easy to be confident because especially as a teenager you compare yourself to others yeah and you know to me uh, growing up I was always uh, everybody was trying to prove me that yeah you don't matter they are better you, you don't even go there because they're there and they don't need you and it's so hard to find that self-esteem and high confidence and feel like you know what I'm as good as they are and I I deserve what they have. I mm-hmm. deserve the same opportunities because just simply we all deserve good things. And y- you end up doing so much of that mental work for years and years to try to reprogram and it's so difficult and you always tend to slip back to your upbringing because that's so rooted in you. That's your foundation. You're always standing on your roots and it's always subconsciously there. Mm-hmm. And I always doubt myself till today. And I feel I've come a long long way Mm -hmm. but I still question myself I still feel not good or not worthy sometimes and I catch myself so I try to do my thing so I feel like if we can we can uh, as a society or parents especially uh, families I think you know really uh, nurture the children from the beginning and tell them how amazing they are and 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 uh, all the good stuff that they need to hear instead of putting them down I think it would make a, a huge difference. I don't think many women would end up getting breast implants. I, I, I think I- when you're a young woman, it has a lot to do with self-esteem mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. many cases, you know. And and people <coughs> compare themselves. So I, I do agree 100%. I think that's like a big um, uh, problem solver in many cases, not just that one that you were talking well, about. Thank you. Cause yeah, I, I definitely good. think about that, you know, having two daughters. Yeah. You have two daughters. You know, and I've seen how Daniel is with his daughters and, mm-hmm. and how they communicate. And I, and I do the same. And it's like if we nurture these kids to grow up with higher levels of self-esteem, 
we're probably less likely to have them come to us and say, I need to look more like that woman on mm-hmm. TV or yeah. that woman it's on the when you feel, variety of things, It's when you right. feel like nothing, then you try to look like somebody or True. you feel like if they like her and if I look like her, then I'm going to be accepted too. And it comes from the place you feel like you're nothing. Right. Yeah. You know? no, so if, you, if you're able to help develop that character and, and healthy self-esteem and confidence where, no, I am beautiful, I'm great, not you know, being stuck up or anything, just right. healthy, uh, then they will grow up and be like, no, I am me and I'm great. And right. she's great too. Good for her. Right. You know, I'm happy for her. But I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. also great. Like, you know? Almost like regardless of the way you look, like you know what you bring to the table. Or even just even whatever table. you look, you, you're beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's, no, listen, that's a great. If everybody played the violin, we'd have a lot of violinists. I know. But no one I mean, but it's a great conversation. It's a great conversation. It's great conversation, that, and I like how you say that because I think I think also with me because I was older when I did it, I did ask myself a lot of those questions like, okay, making sure why do I why am I even considering this, you know, what do I you know what am I thinking and and am I do I know have enough sense of self to know that regardless of the way I look, like I said, like I know what I bring to the table before and after, and it's not going to change who so I what am. What was the answer to that then? So, I mean, I did it. I, I did it anyway. I felt it was my choice. I felt like I. You know, I did the due diligence. I did I had research. I knew the doctor. I knew the, the nurse that worked with him for years. I saw a lot of the reconstructive surgery that he had done to actually fix a lot of botched previous surgeries. Mm. Um, and I just trusted him. And I, I went for it. And, I, and I'm happy with it. How, that being said, though, I'm not, uh, like, insulated to the fact that I'm going to take care of my body with my implants and just regardless. And if I... God forbid something like that happened, I would be, you know, take the proper precautions or the proper measures to deal with it. But, um, you know, yeah, it's just a gamble because every single body is different. And you just, no matter how, how many successful story you might, stories you might hear, you just never know what your body is going to do with with the implants and, and what's going to happen. So to me, it's just a huge gamble. Mm -hmm. That's not worth it at all. Like, yeah. Mm. No, I, I I hear that. I think so. That what do you got? What do you got, Barbara? What are you going to say? More? All right. Well, do you mean, want a few more? Oh. Well, as we kind of work around the table. No, it's your turn now. Yeah, it's your My turn. turn. Yeah. No, this is a great conversation. <laughs> I mean, like sitting here, like man, there's just there's just so many great things, right? I especially like the fact that you you shared how you know because you got your implants young, and as you age and you realize like you know your taste changed, your just thought process changed that it makes you wonder if there was some kind of a, like you said, a screening process almost for girls, you know, women who are, you know, relatively young, that they're actually like truly, you know, taking the time. No, to I think, think nobody should yeah, have I mean, done. No, know, there doesn't even crazy. have to be a screening process. Mm. Just stop it. Yeah. Like stop doing it to your body. It's just too, too disrespectful, you know. Right, the just gamble like, is too high. The right. gamble is too high and you have only one body. Mm-hmm. And you will have to live with it for the rest of your life. Well, one of the things that doesn't get mm-hmm. talked about a lot is the fact that whenever you put something that's unnatural and not part of your normal body into your body, your body attacks it. Mm-hmm. Your body is trained to attack. Yeah, even an artificial heart or a valve, or your body starts yep. attacking that thing, trying to kill it. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, that's not part of us. Right. So you immediately bring that upon yourself when you get implants. Your body starts to attack that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we can take this to so many different things too. We can talk about people when we, when you smoke or you know just all kinds of habits that mm-hmm. build 
cause excess yeah. fat, all this stuff that we're doing to our bodies, the air we breathe or whatever it may be. There's like so many different avenues that you can take this to the same mm-hmm. discussion about, <clears throat> you know, what are we doing to limit, if not eliminate some of these foreign, you know, invaders to our bodies, right? It's I bet if you went on like one of those talk shows, that those crazy talk shows like Maury, <laughs> and, and they just let you like talk about breast implants, and you had you know you have your side, mm-hmm. you have the Eden Sassoons of the world saying don't do it, yeah. don't do it, and then on the other side you got women who are like ready to fight you and grab your hair saying you need to do it. Everyone has the right to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, you have a right I, to do whatever yeah. you want, right. but I, I you know I think everyone should look at their body as a best friend or something like that, mm-hmm. and just. Do you really want to cause that to your best friend? Do you want to cause this pain and suffering and take a gamble that your body might really struggle for the rest of your life? Because it's not just that. It's like I said, I had chronic sore throat. I had uh, shortness of breath. I had allergies. You know, I had to have my vocal cords paralyzed because they grew so big. Mm -hmm. I mean, my body struggled and I had no idea it's linked to my breast Mm. implants until I had them removed. So do you really wanna do that to your body and force it to live with it? As we get older, as we know, mm-hmm. you know, your body has a h- harder time to recover, rejuvenate and uh, rejuvenate and all that stuff. So we are just talking about that. So, <laughs> so it's gonna become more and more difficult. You know, when you're young, everything seems so easy and invincible and all of that. But that's true. But just think, learn from others, learn from the the people who are a little bit older and who've gone through it, people like me, let's say, um, and and take notes and uh, d- make a decision based on that. I didn't have those people yeah. around. Nobody talked about that. You know, the only question that was raised, like, what do I do 10 years from now when I have them put in? Uh, well, you don't have to have them replaced unless something happens. But nobody tells you, well, you might change and you might start liking more droopy boobs you know you might start mm. liking different stuff teardrop yeah. teardrop <laughs> teardrop yeah, you know what? yeah I, droopy's that's not tr- the way we are teardrop. teardrop teardrop that's true you know i'm just a big fan of the 60s and i love how the women in the 60s looked like with like no bra and just that's what i told robin i said now you can wear like see-through yeah and the like, boobs were really just hanging kind of yeah. you know it was just kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm no, all about no, it no pasty dirty, no nothing yeah. no pasty no <laughs> nothing go. and it was so sexy and cool and just the hair and well know. let me say yeah. this i had a, i had a friend who's a plastic surgeon tell me this and this it's pretty funny but it's true if God really wanted us, <laughs> men especially, to stare and pay so much attention to a woman's breasts. He'd have put her eyes where her nipples are to make conversation easier. I mean, the, this emphasis society-wise on, you know, when some guys are tall and some guys have big things and smaller things and <laughs> girls, have, you know, I mean, you get what you get, you know. I think that the difference, and I get in, you know, wanting to accentuate. That's why you, you makeup, tattoos, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And all kinds of different things. True. But if we're doing it and putting your health at risk by putting something inside mm-hmm. you that has now proven to be a cancer risk, well, you're not even playing Russian roulette. Yep. You know, what I mean, so yep. right. So I don't know. I agree. Well, what would be some last words from you? Yeah. For those who are watching, who are on the fence. Oh, mighty Casalino. <laughs> they're on the fence to have them have implants like placed, and then they're on the fence thinking, I'm thinking about getting them taken out. I'm only going to get it done depending on what Katarina says. Go. Pressure. <laughs> Don't. Love yourself the way you are. You're beautiful. Um, 
focus if, if you don't have perfect breasts or breasts you don't like focus on what's beautiful about you and enhance that with makeup or hair extensions whatever it is that you need to do but do not cut into your body unless you have to you know, mm. unless you're mm. in a car accident or something bad happens, like don't be because every cut means your body will never be the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I said, the gamble is too high. And I think, like you said, it's a proven fact by now. We have enough data to back it up. It's just not worth it. So, you know what? Definitely don't do it for a man because mm -hmm. they come and go. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> That's Check, for please. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is for they sure. Come That's true. And they go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and thank you for being here. Thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you so you. much. It was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right.